You're listening to a podcast from River City Church of Jacksonville, Florida. For more audio and video podcasts, visit rccjacks.com. Let me pray for us. Um, God, we are so thankful for tonight to be able to get together as a body, to be able to get together, to take time out of this busy season and um, worship you together. We pray that you would be here in a real tangible way, that your Holy Spirit would come and that he would just keep us awake and alive to the things that you're doing in our lives. In Jesus' name we pray, amen. Okay, so if you're wondering, I am not Antley Fowler. And Antley was sick, and I'm, dude, I feel bad. I really do that you feel sick, but come on. I get to teach Christmas Eve. Like, it doesn't get any better, right? So, yeah, um, Merry Christmas. So excited um, to be able to, to share with you. And I was thinking about what to share, and there was a scripture that Antley and I had talked about, and I kind of prayed over it and, and saw what, you know, what truth would God have for us? And, and, and this, this kind of theme came up, this idea that we all have defining moments in our lives, right? We all have these moments in our lives where things change drastically, Radical change in our lives. And if you think about those moments, it, it almost always concurs with, occurs with a radical truth that is realized or a radical truth that, that changes us, right? It might be an experience. It might be the, the reality that this person is no longer going to be with us. It could, be, it could be a good experience. It could be like, like marriage or things like this. But we have these moments where we're faced with a radical truth that can change us, that can change the, the entire trajectory of our lives and transform us. And I was thinking, you know, that's a, it's a hard concept. So I was trying to think of an example from my own life. And so I, I, I literally, I wrote this in my notes. I said, oh, you know, the, the, the first time I ever heard, uh, first time I ever held my, my child, my first baby, okay? And then I realized that wasn't a defining moment for me because I didn't, it never hit me. It did not hit me in that moment. I remember the moment where I first held my son, Tommy, my first child, I was thinking something has gone horribly, horribly wrong. This does not look right. And I remember looking at the doctor, like waiting to hear like, what's next? Because there's something wrong, you know, and doctor, nothing, right? So it wasn't that moment that, that, that changed my life, but, but it was coming. Because I remember the whole time we're in the hospital, in the back of my mind, I'm thinking, there's no way they're going to let me leave with this kid. Like, surely at some point they're going to come and tell me, no, dude, you're not ready for this. Like, you can't. And I remember the nurses are like, okay, are you guys all ready to go? And I'm like, yeah, sure. Right, you're just going to let us walk out of the hospital with a baby, right? Nobody's going to stop us, sure. And they're like, oh, you got to sign these papers. Oh, right, I'm sure if I just sign these papers, you're just going to let me walk out with this baby. A couple minutes later, we're in our Jeep Cherokee. I'll never forget. And that's the defining moment. The truth has hit me that there is a life totally dependent on me, that I am, I am a dad, like that I have to provide food. I have to, like, it's not just me and my wife. It's a family. And I just, this truth. And the more that we accept that truth, the more that it, it changes us. It makes me the dad, you know, if I, I could go and I could forget it and I could run the rest of my life, but I would be denying this part of who I am. And tonight I want to look at the way that John starts his gospel, the way that John tells the story of Jesus coming into the world, because it is filled with these truths that just like that truth that I face, just like the truths that we face that that define moments in our lives, there are these great Christmas truths 
that John puts forth. So I want to take a look at that. And so let's take a look at John chapter 1, starting in verse 1. He says this. He says, In the beginning was the Word, and the Word was with God, and the Word was God. He was with God in the beginning. Through him, all things were made. Without him, nothing was made that has been made. In him was life, and that life was the light of all mankind. The light shines in the darkness, and the darkness has not overcome it. The true light that gives light to everyone was coming into the world. He was in the world, and though the world was made through him, the world did not recognize him. He came to that which was his own, but his own did not receive him. Yet, to all who did receive him, to those who believed in his name, he gave the right to become children of God, children born not of natural descent, nor human decision or a husband's will, but born of God. The word became flesh and made his dwelling among us. We have seen his glory, the glory of the one and only son who came from the father, full of grace and truth. So many I mean, John, like, he doesn't hold back. (laughs) He starts it off with just all kinds of incredible truths about the the ministry and the message of Jesus. And so I, I picked out just a couple. The first one is that we were created This truth that that he gets across, through him all things were made, without him nothing was made that has been made. God knows everything. Nothing that's ever been created was ever created except through him. The Bible says that we were knit together, that we were purposed, that, that we were designed, that we were assembled with this great purpose, that there are good works that only we can do. And this is a great truth for us to reflect on. To think about tonight in Christmas, we celebrate Jesus. We celebrate him coming, the creator, the one who created us. The implication being that there's more to us than what other people might see. We are designed with a purpose that we were created. And some of us can fall into this trap of thinking, well, I'm you know, not me. Like, like God was like absent that day. Like he took the day off and he came in and was like, whoa, wait, you created this guy? Seriously? That did, not, that did not go through my approval. You know, like we think that somehow we got in through like a loophole or something. Like God's not happy with me. What if we believe this truth and let it define us, let it change and transform us that we were created, that we were created with purpose? Rudolph thought he was a misfit. I've been singing that song all day. Rudolph thought he was a misfit. He wasn't allowed to play those reindeer games, right? Hermie, the dentist, he just wanted to be a dentist, man. But he was an elf. You know? It's like, but that that was who they were created to be. Rudolph, you had a red nose. You have a purpose. You just don't know it yet. And you're thinking, wow, I went to church and they told the story of Rudolph. But the story resonates with us, doesn't it? We love the story of Rudolph. Why? Because deep down in all of us, we, we want this idea of, we, we believe that we're purposed somehow. That there is something more that maybe one day I will lead Santa's sleigh. Okay, maybe not that. But, but this idea that there is more, that we are purposed. And I remember, I had to go to church on Christmas Eve. And some of you, you had to go tonight. I'm sorry. for <laughs> Well, I'm not really sorry. Somewhat Sorry. But I remember having to go to church on Christmas Eve and count ceiling tiles 
Some of you already know how many ceiling tiles there are. And I would say just for one moment, just for one moment, consider this truth. Even if you think it's all baloney and you're only here because your grandmother makes you go, just consider this one truth that you were created, that you were designed, that that everything that has been made was made through him, through Jesus who we celebrate. What does that imply? What does that mean for you? If it's true, if for just one moment you consider that. And even for those of us who would say that this is our church, that we follow Christ, do we really accept this truth that we were created, that it wasn't an accident, that we didn't skate by in a loophole? That's one truth. The other is is powerful. In verse 14, it says, the word became flesh and made his dwelling among us. This truth that God took on flesh, that he took on flesh and blood to live with us, to come into our world, into our neighborhood, as one writer puts it, that he moved into our neighborhood to be around us, that he meets us where we really live, where we really are. And the, and the, and the reality is what that looks like is more like a stable than a church. Right? He meets us where we really are, needy, helpless, failing, unloving, unforgiving, hostile, bitter, rebellious, inadequate for life, and spiritually bankrupt. That's where he meets us. God with us. Emmanuel, he comes and he meets us there in the stables of our lives. And we come to him as dependent as a newborn baby. What does that mean? What are the implications that that he would choose to travel that awful distance that God, the creator, would visit the created? That he has experienced what we've experienced. That he knows what it's like to be tempted, to be tired, to be an outcast, to be despised and rejected, to be lonely and to be hurt. Again, maybe you don't believe any of this. You are forced to come tonight. But what if it's true? What if God traveled this distance? What if we let that truth penetrate us? What if God has seen our suffering and he wants us to know, I've been there. I can relate. Unlike anything else, unlike anyone else, I can relate. Even for those of us who follow Christ. What what does that truth do to us? that God has, has visited this place, that God knows the mire that I'm in, that God has been here. He has visited my neighborhood. And the last truth is that he has given us the right to become children of God. John says, yet to all who did receive him, to those who believed in his name, he gave the right to become children of God. In him was life that was truly life. In Jesus was a life unlike any other life, fully empowered by the presence of God. Jesus comes with a life that that no one had experienced before. And he didn't just hold on to it for himself. Instead, he went out and he spread it. And he showed this is what life looks like. And you can't even get there on your own, but I'm going to do it for you. I'm going to make it so that you can become a child of God, that you can be an heir of God, that you can be, think about the implications of the word. You know, child of God, we know we can hear that a lot. But a child is someone, you can't stop being a child. 
right? I was thinking about, for, for my, my kids have done some horrible things, okay? My kids have done horrible, horrible things to me, right? <laughs> I was going to say something, but I don't think I'm going to. You can imagine, um, as they're being potty trained, as for example, things have happened, things have transpired that if any one of you were to do to me, you would no longer be my friend, okay? You would be off the Christmas list, right? But a child will always be my child. I may be disappointed. I may want them to do more, but I will never, they will never stop being my child. And it says, what John is saying is that the work that Jesus has done gives us the right to become a child, to experience the life that is truly life that he experienced in, this, in the presence empowered by God. What if it's true? What if it's true? What if there is more to life than what I've experienced? What if there is a possibility that I could, I could become a child of God and that could change everything? What if it's true? And for those of us who follow Christ, do we see ourselves as that child? Do we see ourselves in that place as an heir with Christ? Would it change us? Would it change everything? Would any of these truths change us? And that's what I want to leave you with tonight, is that that thought as we go through the rest of, of Christmas, would it change you? If, you? if we really believed, if we really let it penetrate us, that we were created by God, who chose to take on flesh and blood and to live among us, so that eventually we could all become what we were created to be. Amen.